How wonderful is our God, amen? Cuán precioso es nuestro Dios. And I'm still deciding what to do in speaking in both language or not speak at all. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but uh, excited, honored to be here and to uh, be here, as Brother Pastor Drew was saying, uh, be able to. Uh, today is Missions World Day, again, and in many, many churches around the United States and in the world, uh, they're receiving an offering for missions. And so, what an honor to be uh, in today's missions offering, the Jericho's missions office, right next to Jericho, right? You just have that in South City. You know, that's another reason to be here. Um, I want to speak today about uh, three main things that I have learned, that I have experienced that um, the work of the Lord needs, that mission work, and you know that word, missions, um, uh, sometimes we think that it's very like, oh, okay, missionaries there uh, in Africa and uh, Philippines, but um, really we are on missions, you know, we are all missionaries, and so I want to speak three uh, main aspects that um, is, is, they are crucial, they're needed uh, for the ministry, and uh, um, Quiero hablar hoy de tres aspectos importantes, and I'm, I'm, I promise you're going to be short, right? Yeah, she's translating. Great, great, great. So I'm going to do tongue twist, right? I'm going to speak in Spanish. You're going to speak in English, and we'll mess things up, right? And so, pero gracias, hermana. Um, the most incredible, the most sublime way for a person to live is to be able to fulfill the call that is in your life. Um, um, if you were born a carpenter and, um, and you never fulfill that, you know, even you can have money and uh, you can have a lot of things and, and just feel miserable inside. The Lord has created you. The Lord has, uh, you have been born for, um, for something special. Um, And, and we have to pray and we have to, um, we have to look and we have to fulfill that. Well, let me tell you, for Christians, there's also something that we all have to fulfill. And, um, and it's serve God. It's, it's be missionaries, really. Um, and even that word missionary, it doesn't exist in the Bible, but it's so implied. It's, it's so, it's, it's, it's implied in all kinds of different things. And, And I wanted to read from you, from Scripture, three main things. And I will show you a lot of pictures. Uh, but first of all, let's go to Scripture, John 15, 16. If you can go um, with me to your Bibles, John chapter, the book of John chapter 15 and verse 16. And if you, if you have it, you can say amen. 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 Just my brother, he has it, right? Everybody else is lost, right? So John 15, 16, and you can say amen, right? It helped me to, it helped me to know you're, you're up, right? And I'm, I'm going to give you permission today. If the one right next to you is started to close your eyes, you can poke him, right? Please, so see the one next to you and tell him, you know, I'm going to poke your eyes if you're sleeping. Yeah, right? So great, great. We're on, right? And somebody says, well, preacher, you know, if, if, if I fall asleep, it's your fault, right? So we'll try not to. John 15, 16 says, Ye have not chose me. Sometimes we think like, well, I choose to, right? Uh, 
I went up. I decided to go to church. But this scripture says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordain you that you shall go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit shall remain. Just think about that. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Again, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Um, the sign you is the word in Spanish Bible says um, that you go and, and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. You know, it's so important today that we understand uh, our, our purpose. And uh, again, in this mission day, because uh, somebody, was, um, somebody was faithful enough to talk to you about God, right? Somebody was insisting in you day by day, maybe in work, maybe a relative. But somebody uh, was talking to you or maybe several different people that the Lord used to for, for you to, to come to God. And if you're still in that process, great. Come to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. But, um, you know, um, you, you were brought by somebody. Somebody spoke to you about God. So um, we need to continue that process with others. Right? Um, we need to be faithful and continue to be missionaries wherever we are. Um, that put us at the end of us and start to put us at, at the beginning of God. And I will explain what that is. You know, like the more and more you think about others and, 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 and serve God, the less and less we, we continue to think about only us. Because in the society we are, it's only about us. Our culture is only about us and how we are and our needs. And so it's, it's so focused on the personal human experience. It's only me. When I say that, me, 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 me. And I have said this joke probably before right here. But um, you remember that, that little Muppet? Be, 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 what was his name? Beaker, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, I have said that before. If you have been here long enough, right? We're kind of like Beaker, right? It's just me, 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 right? <laughs> I cannot avoid saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but it, it's true. It's only about us, you know, and how we feel. And, and, and again, it's, it's great. We need to take care of ourselves and our families. But but we also, the Lord commands us. He he. he you know, there's, there's something special to be a Christian who uh, empowers also. It's, it's, it's the gasoline. It's, it's the motive of a Christian. So we have, all have to have a missionary heart. We all have to have a, uh, we have to also uh, not only think about us, but also think about others. Um, not only have our eyes in the newest gadget and in the uh, last trend, um, but the most important thing is that we continue that process. You know, this verse talk, speaks of us about a process. He says, you know, I have, I have chose you to bring fruit, right? But it's not, it's not only talk us about bring fruit. 
it says that fruit shall remain. That is not only about, like, if we think about invite somebody to church, if we think about how long, how much, what are the aspects who, who, who what are the dynamics uh, for somebody to, that doesn't come to church to decide to come. Just think about that. You talk with somebody to come to church, and then he's thinking about it. He has to get ready his family. He's, you know, okay, where are we going, Dad? We're going to go to church. What? Okay, okay, you know, and they get ready, and, and it's, you know, it's running and all that. And so they get into the car, and he's driving. I'm wondering how many times our friends have been in the parking lot without coming here. Because it's not easy. You know, and, and just step up through those doors and just like, don't know nobody, right? And like, okay, you know. You know, I was reading a book one time who says that coming the first time to church is compared to the first time you went to school. So it's not only about inviting, you know. The Lord says, I want you to, I want you to uh, bring fruit, but that fruit shall remain. So that speaks to us about a, a process. That speaks to us about, a, okay, let me go with you. Let me, let me pick you up today. You know, let me take you to lunch when we're done. Let me, you know, it, it, it speaks to us about an interest in, in the people. It speaks to us about, yeah, not only worry about you, but start, start open your eyes and see about others. And, you know, it's funny that I have never had the opportunity to show you these pictures and a little, talk to us a little bit about what we do. But we're going to have a mix. Um, missionary work, ministry. The, the most important thing, my brothers, we need is your prayers. Praise, prayers, prayer, prayer, pray, pray. That's the one, number one most important thing. Number one, it will be missionary work needs our prayers. We have, we have to start. When we pray, our hearts become tender. When we pray, we, we become sen sensitive to the needs of others. Um, Acts 12, 4 says, uh, after arresting him, he put, in, he put him in prison, handing him over to the guard by four squads of four soldiers each, Herod, and I'm, I'm reading Acts 12, 4. Intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was, that word earnestly, constant. The church was really, really involved praying about that. Why? Because if something is going to happen in this country, if something is going to happen in our lives, we have to start praying. Prayer is not going to bless us. It's going to bless others. So the number one thing that I can say today that is super important, pray for us and about our ministry. We need your prayers. This church needs your prayers. Your pastors need uh, your prayers. I was, it's so wonderful to see Brother Darrell play. And, and, you know, it's so awesome because when we were in staff meeting, you know, those tears coming through, through his face. It was, it was nothing uh, weird to talk about something about God and all going to be crying just like this. And I was like, wow, this is so awesome. This is, this is people who are sensitive by the ministry. And God bless you, uh, Brother Darrell, for that huge heart for the Lord. Um, uh, we need to pray for our leaders, right? 
Um, so, brothers, prayer is so important. Prayer is so needed. Um, we moved here to the United States in 2003, but before that, the Lord was using us. And, and the number one picture, you have seen that. Oh, my Lord, that's many, many years ago. Look at that handsome, beautiful lady. No. <laughs> um, man, I was probably 19 years old. And that was the first church we were, we were serving um, when we were in Guatemala City. We were still dating uh, uh, when, when, when we started that church. Um, and, and we took that picture in Guatemala a couple of months ago uh, in the same place. And uh, I'm not going to show you all the pictures because of time, but that was, it's, that was a very dangerous, violent area of Guatemala City. And in that place, uh, it, used to be, it used to be a mission many, many years ago, and, 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 and a missionary left, and it was nobody else. So I was abandoned, and so uh, I spoke with my pastor, which, was, which is Wendy's father. I didn't went to church because of Wendy. I'm just going to add that, right? I was not looking for get married, right? But he was my pastor at that time, and I was still single. When you go back to that first picture, and so... Um, and uh, I tell brother, you know, what can I do? And he told me, well, we have this, this, this field who is abandoned. If you want to go and start doing uh, triads, you know, what we do here, you know, discipleship. So I said, yes, I was a salesman in that time. I was going to college uh, and working. Um, and so uh, every time I was, I uh, have free time, I will go to that place and have a, a you know, a Bible study with somebody. And it started with one, and then two, and then three, and then four. And, and, and it get to the point that I was having a Bible study, a one Bible study every day of the week. So I went to the pastor, brother, what, what can I do now? He said, well, well, let's get them all together, and, and, and you start meeting, you know. So I was like, okay. And when I find out, I was preaching, you know, a Sunday, I was like, okay, you know. And so I was the pastor there and, uh, in, that, in that place, and... You know, it was uh, behind the church, and if, if you, that's, 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 can you go back, you go back, please, thank you, brother. Uh, uh, yeah, behind that church, it was a big valley. It was a deep, deep valley, and, you know, people in our countries, they will go there and, and take land and, uh, and start just build kind of huts, you know, very, very, very poor area, full of gangs, and, um, and um, but the Lord sent us there. Uh, you know, when they used to go all the way down to pick kids, and, um, and there was a river, uh, you know, very bad smell river uh, down in, the, in that valley, you know, and, and uh, people lived there. And that's where the Lord sent us, and, and we served there, and the Lord did a tremendous job, and that church still there serving the Lord and, and making disciples. And so, um, so we served there around four years, five years before coming to the States. And um, so the, move, the Lord moved us to, to here to the United States in March 2003. And uh, the state of Mississippi wanted to start ministry among Spanish. And so uh, we came as missionaries. Uh, normally the United States sends missionaries, you know. We, we did the opposite, you know. We came from outside to be missionaries in the United States. Because of the need of leaders. And so, um, 
And, uh, and that's, 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 the next, that's the next picture, brother. And so that's, we rent. It was a beauty salon, so we were the prettiest in town, right? And so uh, and, um, we drove. It was a time when it was no GPS. My English was very bad. We get lost so many times, you know, looking. We didn't know where to go, you know. The board, the missionary committee says, okay. Um, I asked them, where do you want us to go? He says, wherever you want. I was like, what? You know, they didn't know. They, they, you know, they didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. Man, we drove all over North Mississippi getting lost, just asking, do you know where Hispanics use? You know, and, and we find out, and I have, I have made this joke so much. Jose always asked me if I'm going to make the joke about Ripley. Believe it or not, right? <laughs> but um, we find out in this little bitty town of Ripley, Mississippi, and I didn't know that North Mississippi is called, or it used to be called the furniture factory of the world. Ashley Furniture headquarters are there in North Mississippi. Um, if you have an Ashley Furniture and many other plants, uh, furniture factories, uh, it, it, may, it, may, it may have been done. That if you have a furniture, uh, uh, if you have an Ashley Furniture uh, piece, it may have been done by a Hispanic. And it may have been done by a brother from one of our churches. And so, um, so you may have a Christian table at your home and you didn't know it. And so, um, but, you know, okay, so we, we, I was like, okay, we know how to do it. We're going to invite people, and they're going to come, and we're going to have church. And we, we, we try to do it attractionally, right? We pass up flyers. We rent that place. Um, we prepare. And, you know, that first service, do you know how many they came to that first service? Pray, we pray, and no one, no one came that first service. And it was like that for the next four or five months. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. So that really, that really brought me back to Bible instead of my human things, right? I was thinking like, okay, they're going to come, and it's going to be so awesome. That, that really was a change of paradigm. I have to go back to Scripture and read and start knowing that really in the book of Acts, the gospel was about relations, you know. So I was needed to go back and start meeting people and start having discipleship at their homes. And, 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 and start, you know, start having uh, small groups or, or, you know, what we call here city groups. And, and, and until that happened, it was when the Lord started you know, moving his work. And so, and to make the, the, the story short, we, we stayed in Mississippi 13 years. Wow, that was a long time. Um, but, um, you know, we stayed there 13 years, and, and if you can go to the next picture, uh, that was the church maybe eight years later. We, we, we moved like three or four times. Um, and, you know, we were able to buy. We bought a. We bought a, a furniture, a small furniture cap, a company. Then it went to bankrupt, and um, and um, it was a blessing for us. And so, twenty-two thousand square foot building. Um, and um, we make that. We, we divide that thing in four areas. Uh, we did a sanctuary. We did a, uh, you know, a 
fellowship, uh, a training, uh, like a complex. And, you know, we were the only Hispanic church in town, and I don't know in how many towns, that we have an indoor soccer place in our church. You know, and there in the other piece of the building, we have an indoor soccer area. And so, man, I was like, this is going to be an outreach place. And, uh, um, but we were the only church to have in that. Then the other area, we built many years later, we, we, we built a playground um, for kids. And, um, and so that was, that was what it became. Uh, it's called Way Truth and Life Baptist Church in Ripley. We passed we, we grew and we grew not only inviting people, but through discipleship and through small groups. And so, and not satisfied with that, um, I was like, well, if we want to expand, we need to train leaders, you know. If we want to do more, we need to train leaders. And so, if you keep going, brother, uh, that's Wendy doing discipleship, I don't know how long ago. Um, one of those ladies is Rogelia Regalado. Can you say that name, Regalado? It's kind of a hard one. Rogelia came single. She was a very devoted Catholic. Um, we start to teach them scripture. She was baptized. His father was so mad, so, so mad. Um, uh, they didn't have a mother. It was Rogelia and two more sisters. They all received Christ. They all were baptized. And... Um, um, you know, um, they were so loved in the Catholic Church. And the priest was so mad because they have become Christians. Uh, Wendy, in those days, she was picking kids in a church bus to have a children's ministry Wednesday. So the priest went house by house. Tell them, don't send the kids to that place. And, and it was very discouraged, but I have never saw that. You know, we were, and, and we were teaching the Bible and doing discipleship. And so, and, and so... That was, I don't know how long ago, but if you keep going, brother, um, Erling, you know. So we, 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 we continue to grow through discipleship and through baptisms. And that's Erling, our missionary in Campeche, when he was baptized. That's in downtown Ripley. And, you know, we used, uh, how do you call those things for horses to drink? Uh, trough? Yeah, I was, I was going to say croft, but it's trough, right? With tea. And so... Um, uh, man, water was cold at night. You know, we were in downtown, and uh, I don't know if he was happy or he was scared. You can see that in the picture. But Erlin was baptized that day. And um, uh, so, you know, that speaks to us about a process, you know, discipleship, baptisms. And if you keep going, brother, please. Um, and then later, many years later, all those guys were our first students from our Bible Institute in North Mississippi. All those guys are pastors. Right now. And you know, um, also from our church, we start this, this training program. And uh, Byron, the first one, is our pastor right now uh, in Ripley. Um, good guy because he's from Guatemala too, right? Those Guatemalans, you know, have to be careful. But uh, uh, the next guy, Daniel Polanco, he's preaching right now uh, in uh, Horn Lake in Calvary Baptist Church close to Memphis, Tennessee. And he's having a tremendous ministry. The next one, the one with a clear suit is Erling, you know. And Erling is in Campeche doing a great, great uh, ministry there too. Um, if, you, if you go back, brother, I'm sorry, just wanted to finish explaining that. Uh, 
The next one, Eric, is, uh, is from Mexico City. He's the assistant pastor of Byron. Uh, Humberto right now is the husband of Rogelia in Tupelo when I was born, right? Elvis was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. And so, uh, and the, the last one, Luis, he's in Oxford. And the only, the only and you know, that's the, one of the only Baptist churches in, in the city of Oxford is one of our churches who was started by Luis and by Erling. And if you keep going, brother, uh, you know, these other brothers also were leaders in South Mississippi who were developed. And if you keep going, brother, um, I wanted to uh, show you that's, uh, yeah, that's Erling Church today. That's, that's uh, in Campeche. And, and man, we'll, we're going to do a trip this year and hopefully we can, we can go. We were thinking to go to. There's another trip also, and they kind of put me in charge uh, a BSM trip to go to Guatemala too. I want to talk with Brad Drew, but it'll be so awesome if we can go together to Guatemala and serve. But that's Erling. And you know, Erling was in jail when we met him. Erling, um, he was using drugs and he was selling drugs. And he was, he was in jail. Uh, I think he was, his, uh, he, was, uh, he was needed to be there 10 years. And then he was going to be deported. So, you know, um, he started transcribing the Bible. He was boring, so he took the Bible and started to just transcribing the Bible into books and books. And he, and he did that like twice in I think one or a year and a half. And so he, he prayed to God and he says, God, if you let me out, I will, I, will, I will get close to you. He didn't know what was to serve God. But, you know, one, one day the judge called him and says, hey, we're going we're gonna to let you go. He was like, what? Yeah, we're going to let you go. We just, we're going to put you... Uh, uh, you know, you're going to be in probation for a year, and, and, and we'll see how that goes. So the, the first day he was out, Luis Uchin, who was the last on the other picture, come and says, hey, brother, my friend went out. We went there. We're talking about, about Jesus here, see Christ. Pretty quick, Erling was, was on discipleship, and he was baptized, as you've seen there, and he was trained. He was able to help us to start that church in Oxford. And then some years later, Erling comes and says, Erling came and says, uh, Brother Elvis, I have a burden for my country. I have a burden for my people in Carrillo, Puerto Campeche. So I want to go back and, and, and you know, and, and, and talk to them about God. So I said, great. So he went back, and he has been there about maybe five years. They didn't have a building. They were meeting in a hut. They were renting. This building was abandoned. And he find out, he talked, he find out, and, you know, they give that building for free to them. And uh, that's where they're meeting today. A guy who came to the States looking for, you know, for a better way of life and, and doing something wrong. He found out Jesus. And then Jesus later sent him back to his home country to be a missionary. That speaks to us about a process. We need to continue to pray for these brothers. And if you keep going, brother, um, and that was last year. Uh, when I was with him there in Campeche, and um, if you have been to Cancun, Erling is probably around three and a half, maybe four hours from where Cancun is, uh, in the middle of the Yucatan Peninsula. And if you can keep, if you can keep going, brother, to the next picture. Um, so that was a project in Mississippi. I don't know if you have seen that. Yes. But that big star there was Ripley, little bitty town, 10,000 people, Mississippi. And, and again, we, did, we, did, we were not satisfied with what we were doing. We started training outreach. Um, 
You know, when I present my plans to the missionary committee, in my mind, I was like, oh, we're going to start a church every two years. It's going to be so easy, right? We're excited. All the brothers were like, oh, this is great. Man, it took us almost seven years to, to organize uh, Way Truth and Life, the, the, the church that you saw there. But then every two years, then every two years, a church was, was open. A church was open. And in a period of 13 years, 12, maybe 11, because I was, uh, when I, at, the, at the 11 year, I was uh, uh, totally in Ripley. Uh, around 10 churches were, were planted in the state of Mississippi. Spanish churches in the main cities. And um, uh, through us directly and through partner with, uh, with our other church in, in South Mississippi, we were able to train missionaries and to encourage them and to send them to the larger cities, if you can say that, in the state of Mississippi, right? <laughs> um, so funny because when we moved to Mississippi, and I say that, you know, there were some words in English that I didn't know. First of all, Mississippi, right? Which one is right, Mississippi or Mississippi? Mississippi, right? How you pronounce that, right? Mississippi, you know, some, some of those philosophical, like, way over yonder. What is that, right? Where, where, oh, is that there? Way over yonder, right? What, what is that? I didn't know how to translate that, right? We were one time in an association meeting, and, and I was talking, give a report, and a pastor approached me at front and says, Brother Elvis, what time do you eat supper? Supper. And I didn't know what was supper, right? Because in the books, it's, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have never heard the word supper, right? So I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was so embarrassed, you know. He was like, what time do you eat supper, brother? You don't look like you don't eat supper. I was like, I didn't know what to say. And, you know, then I found out that even in Bible, you know, it's the Lord's Supper, right? It's more biblical, right? <laughs> than, than dinner. <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, we learn, we learn such a good English in Mississippi, right? <laughs> and so... Um, but the Lord really blesses us, and, 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 and that state is continuing our heart. All those things, brother, it was because brothers like you were praying. Praying and praying so many times. Sometimes we will receive letters. Sometimes I will receive letters in the mail was with $10, $20. And, and let me tell you, it, it happened to me a couple of times. Then that week, I was with no money for gas. Honestly, I'm being very honest with you. And um, I was like, okay, I have to wait, you know. Um, and then suddenly it will be a, an envelope from somebody saying, brother, we're praying for you. And, you know, the Lord put in my heart to put $20, $10. And, man, that, that keep, me, <laughs> keep me to able to drive for the next few days and do ministry. Um, the Lord used people to pray. And if you pray, and if you pray, the doors are going to be open. Ephesians 6, 18 to 19 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, says Paul, that whenever I open my mouth, words might be given me so that I will firstly make known the mystery of the gospel. You know, the Bible wants us to, to pray. We need to pray for doors to open. But we also, when we do that process of praying, you know, the Lord will also 
start using us for his glory. Second thing we need in ministry, in missionary work, we need to get involved. Nothing is going to happen. We need to pray, but we also need to move. We need to get involved. Missionary ministry needs is so complex. Um, Matthew 20, 27 says, whoever will be the chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to minister unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Oh, what a beautiful example for Jesus. There's so many elements in missionary work. Um, uh, and I wanted to tell you, when a church is started, it's natural to worry about the inside. You know, we need to... We need, to, we need to worry about the inside. We need to find a nice place. But as the church grows and matures, has to start thinking on the outside. I'm going to say this. Um, I know and I feel that missions is the highest level of maturity in a church. Because missions is thinking about others. You know, we forget about ourselves. And it's always needs. There's always needs in a building. Right? There's always need in a church. But when we start thinking about missions, we start thinking about others. And my brothers, we're not talking about missions in Africa. We're talking about missions here in the United States. This, what I'm showing you, is ministry here right next to your house. This country needs your prayers. This country needs for you to get involved. And I say this every time I have been preaching here, I have the privilege to preach if the Lord has brought me to Guatemala, a Guatemalan, to come and tell you, my brother, who was born here in this beautiful country, um, then he wants to use us, you know, the Lord will do that. Um, because this country needs you. United States has so much influence around the world. And the secularism and materialism and all those isms are taking over this great country. And um, we have to stand up. We have to wake up. And we have to get involved. There's so many elements for us to come here to the States. And you and me, brothers, we have to be involved. Um, when we give to missions, you know, it's one part. But you know what? When we, when we invite somebody to our, to our city group, and, you know, we are also doing missions. And, you know, and again, talking about we're not only, we're not only, we're not only going to invite people, but we're going, to, we're going to pick them up, right? Because it will be hard for them to come. When we invite somebody, even to the small group, you know, and they don't come, oh, we get discouraged, you know, I don't know why they didn't come. Well, we have to go and, and, and find out. We have to bring fruit who stay. Not only, not only we, we, the Lord is commanding us to bring fruit who is going to continue to be here. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, A plant, Apollos water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. We are. We are the building of God. And we are all together. Um, because we have gave is because others can go. Well, not only give, disciple, talk about Jesus, being involved, 
that will be the gasoline for Christian life. That is the gasoline for Christian life. The main thing is to pray, but the second thing is get involved. This country is going to change when us Christians start, stand up and start to get more involved. You know, there's some sweet, sweet words to pastors that sometimes we don't hear. And I say this sometimes, but, you know, when the Lord calls us to serve, you know, we're glad to do it. But it's, it's not common when we hear from somebody, Pastor, can I help you in something? Whew, man, barely hear that, right? Hey, there's something, can I do something, right? And my brothers, you know, this is, this is not only, you know, I, I, I hope you're not thinking that this is a Sunday lecture, right? It's a family of relationships. That's, that's, that's Jesus' dream for the church. It's not, we don't, came, we don't come here to hear a, le- a Sunday lecture and then, oh, I went to church and I'm fine, right? Um, but it's, it's about relationships. And if that's not in our hearts, we're, we're, you know, Christianity is going to be boring for us. We need to pray and we need to get involved. And if we keep going to those pictures, brother, pretty quick, um, uh, you know, that's Douglas right there with a the mask, right? Barely recognizing him in Sister Rosario home uh, doing discipleship. And if you keep going to the other church, uh, that's Esteban right there, right? Most wanted. Most wanted guy in Little Rock, right? <laughs> uh, that's uh, Douglas' small group now. And if you keep going, that's uh, Douglas house. Wednesday, now we have two small groups in Spanish. That's Brother Hector's small group. Last Wednesday, we have good food. Some of you know, right? <laughs> um, that's children's, you know, uh, children's small group in the small group, right? We have to do something. Like right now, we're going to wrap them all up. <laughs> but, but now I think you, you see a little bit better where we come from and, and, and the way we do, you know. The same thing because the Bible tells us to do that. And if you keep going, brother, um, with those pictures. So, uh, you know, the Lord has, the Lord bring us to Mississippi, here to South City. And, uh, you know, super, super great privilege to uh, work and learn so much from Brother Darrell and Brother Drew. And um, now what we're doing is that the Lord has uh, put us in a different position. And right now we're able to impact more more Spanish churches. And that's the conference in Gary, Texas last year. And if you keep going, that's another, that's a training in San Antonio, Texas. And if you keep going, brother, that's a, a conference in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And if you go to the other one, that's a conference in Houston, Texas. Uh, in our network, the largest churches we have in the Houston area are Hispanic churches. I'm, I'm just... We have two churches with more than 600 Spanish churches uh, in the Houston um, area. And that was a, that was a conference uh, last year there uh, in, in, uh, in Humble, Texas. And um, hundreds of Hispanics, uh, uh, but our English churches are going, are going down. And, and that breaks my heart. And if you keep going, brother, um, and that's Wendy here, 
in South City, right? And you keep going to the next picture. They, they, had, they, they did a conference here a couple of years ago with different uh, ladies from different churches who get together. And uh, it was the first time for, uh, for them to get together and have this women's conference here. And, um, you know, and, and it was a blessing try to invest in, 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 in pastors and leaders and also in, 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 in ladies. And if you keep going, brother, um, I, want, I want you to ask for your prayers because right now that's what we're working. Um, we are trying our first phase of what I'm doing right now, and I am right now coordinating, and that's a big title, the Spanish ministry in all the United States. So right now our project is to reach, you know, the places where the stars are. And that's, that's phase one, right? Um, most of the Hispanics, if you Google, Hispanic populations are around the coast of the United States. All is where Hispanic populations is huge. So, so we're, we're going to start uh, bombarding, if you want to. I don't know if I can use that word. <laughs> but we're going to start uh, getting deep into those huge states. Um, and we're praying. Pray that the Lord can bring catalytic multiplication type people. Because we're talking about places like California. And we'll see uh, if you go to the next. I have a couple of examples for him. That's, that's Texas right now. In Texas we have uh, presence in East Texas, Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. But if you go to the next picture, uh, our goal for the state of Texas is go to Austin, Amarillo, McAllen, El Paso, Corpus Christi, Lubbock, and plant Spanish churches there. In those areas, this, I don't know, there's no purely Hispanic churches because they're all bilingual, mixed up. Mixed up. And so um, well, we want to push forward to that area. If you go to the next picture, brother, uh, that's the state of California. And, and that's the sixth largest economy in the world. And we're, we're going to push to reach that. So we're talking about three main areas. Uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego. That's our, our, that's our goal for the next year, just to have a little fun, right? Because we don't have nothing to do. <laughs> we need to put a guy who has a large mentality who can go to Los Angeles and not be satisfied with the church, but he can start training leaders and multiply and start sending them. And with the Mississippi experience, and not that we're going to be, we're going to be sensitive to the demographics, um, we can plant many churches. We're, we're hoping that in these states, maybe in a 10-year uh, uh, time, I don't know, we can plant 6 to 10 multi, you know, churches with that same DNA who can continue to multiply. And still, we're not going to make a dent but that's what we're working right now. And so we need, we need your prayers, brother. We need to get involved. And the last thing I wanted to mention, um, all this is not going to happen if the Lord doesn't change your heart. It has to start with the heart. It has to start with our heart. Hebrews 10, 19 says, by, Therefore, brothers, since we have... Confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. By the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. He's talking about what he has done for us. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with true heart. You know, 
these, these scriptures speak about all the things the Lord has, do, has done for us. And then he says, I need something from you. I need for you to have a true heart. He's, he's not telling about a perfect heart. But man, we, we have to. When Jesus transforms us, we lose. When we grow in Christ, when our life is changed, we lose that only feeling about us. And we start to think about others. It's natural in Christian life. It's natural. And if that is not your case, you need Jesus in your heart today. As we read, Jesus come to serve us. And, 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 and I'm not telling not to worry about us. But God says, we have to take care of ourselves. But hey, there's a whole world who is going, who is going to hell now. Who doesn't know me. As an outsider, my brothers, we think that, we, I used to think that North America was a Christian country. And it's not the case. And the Lord wants to use you. He wants to use you. He's waiting for you to respond. But that starts with the heart. There was, a, there was a missionary one time who was trying to grow a church in a very hard area. And, um, and um, he was praying to the Lord, Lord, what can I do for, for these people to come? And so in this little town, there was a big barn, and that barn was caught on fire. And so it was that, that the fire and the flames went so high, um, then the whole town came out to see. You know, so that missionary came out, and, and he was seeing that, that, uh, that uh, picture, and he started crying. He started crying and, and he started praying and says, Lord, please ignite my heart like this fire. Because if this happened, everybody will going to come out to see this. There was another guy who was passing by in front of a revival uh, in Europe. And um, there was an evangelism, evangelism service and preacher was preaching about the word of God. And so this guy came into this building and he started hearing and listening to the preacher the preaching and the preacher. And so he was so touched by the word. So when the time of the offering came, he was moving to do something. And so he took the, the, he took, uh, the basket where the offering was going to be received. He put it on the floor and he stepped in. And he says, preacher, I don't have any money, but I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't have anything else in my pockets. But if the Lord can use my life, I want it to. Give my life to him. Ezekiel 36, 26. And if you can go with me to the Bible, please. Ezekiel 36. The book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Chapter 36. And verse 26. 36, 26. To 28. And the prophet Ezekiel is telling us today something. Ezekiel 36, 26 to 28. And I will give you, what it says, I will give you a, a new heart. And put a new spirit 
But notice that the word spirit is not, is in lowercase. I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. Materialism gives us a heart of stone. It's about us. Oh, I don't have time to worry about others. I have enough problems. God wants to give you a new heart today. A tender heart thinks about others. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you. And move you to follow my decrees. And be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people. And I will be your God. We hear this cry. Oh, we need Jesus. This country needs Jesus. Starts with you today. Yes, this country needs Jesus. God needs you today. It's not our neighbor. It's us. It's so funny me being a one mile and telling you this. But this country needs you. We are pushing to win back this country to Jesus. We need your help. We need your involvement. I was not born here. But the Lord has blessed us in this country enough. And not only because of that. He has given us a call. To reach this country for him. But it will be so much easier for you to do it. It will be way easier. For you to do it. I'm going to do it. But the Lord wants you to join us together. This mission works. is about reaching back your country for Christ. And so the last pictures, brother, um, just to finish. Um, that's, that's, that's right now our team. When we start around four years ago, we didn't have... It was, it was just one guy serving. Right now we have a team of people. Just because of, uh, and just because the Lord has called them, they have response. For some of these guys, we're not giving anything. It's just because of, and all these guys are Hispanics from other countries trying to reach North America for Jesus. I'm hoping, my brother, that today your heart can be moved and you can ask God, God, please give me a heart for my country. Because there's some others, outsiders, who are doing that here. What about me? What about me? There's some others who are trying to speak about you here in my country when I was born. I need to respond. Please give me a Give me a new heart. And um, that's right now a team that we're working and we're hoping to span. And if you go to the next uh, picture, brother, that's, that's missionaries from Texas. And those guys represent Austin, Houston, Lufkin, Dallas, Denton, Tyler, San Antonio, North, South, and Rice, Texas. And, you know, you can see that handsome guy in the top right, the big smile. All these guys, Venezuelans, Mexicans, Guatemalans, are speaking about Jesus next week here in the United States. But it's time for us. If you go to the, to the next picture, we're developing a, a, a Hispanic missionary network collaboration, which doesn't exist. When we can have training, uh, communication with all these guys. If you, if you go to the last one, I think... 
you go into the other one, brother? Um, yeah, definitely. So to do this huge task, it has to be a Pauline cycle, right? Paul, Timothy, and faithful others to reach men. And so um, if you keep going, my brother. So that's, that's the name of a project, North America for Christ. And so will you pray for us? Will you get involved? Will you ask God to give you a different heart for missions? I'm, I'm so glad to be able to minister here in, uh, in, in South City with Douglas and Hector and Esteban and, and all of our different brothers and, uh, uh, who are serving weekly in Spanish. But the Lord is maybe calling you today. Maybe you have been praying and thinking, ah, oh, well, I don't know if I have to. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I can open my house for a city group. The Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you. Our prayer today is, God, give me a new heart. Give me a different spirit. So I can be a difference where I live. Let's close our eyes and have a word of prayer. And if the Lord has speak to your heart today, I'm sure, I'm sure he's calling some of you. I can see that. And not only to full-time ministry, but maybe he's calling you today to open your house. Maybe God is calling you today to start speaking with that next uh, To the people that work next to you. Who you know is struggling. And maybe the Lord is calling you today to start speaking with your mom and your dad or your brother or sister. Your aunt, your uncle who doesn't know Christ. I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And I want you to bring fruit, fruit that remains. Will you respond? Will you respond? Pastor Drew, can you come and pray? Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word and, and for what you want to do in this country and for what you're doing in our church. Lord, please give us a tender heart. Give us a different heart. Then we can win back this country for you. 